5. Esther chapter number 5. I've been looking forward to getting... Well, well, and tonight, Esther 5 and 6, they both have 14 verses apiece. And I'm going to... There's, there's, there's probably the rest of the book where the chapters run. We'll probably hit two chapters a night. Don't let that worry you. We'll be done in 25 minutes. But it's the way the story rolls. Um, I had to... I had to You've got to get both chapters in this tonight, all right? So we're in Esther chapter number 5. And we're talking about the God who works behind the scenes. You can't see, amen. You can't see what he's doing, but he's doing something. And uh, I, we are seeing God move mightily in the book of Esther. And uh, we'll, we'll look in chapter 5 and 6 tonight and uh, forget the timer, amen. Esther chapter number 5. Now it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on a royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king's house. And the king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house over against the gate of the house. Now we've got to remember, we're going back to chapter 4, we dealt with Sunday morning, that the little phrase that came to pass on the third day refers back that they have been fasting for three days because Mordecai has come to Esther and he has revealed Haman's plan and he said, you've got to go before the king if we're going to spare our people. You're not going to escape this. If you're going to make it, you've got to go stand before the king. And so Esther requests that Mordecai get all the Jews to fast and pray for three days. And she and her maidens would fast. And it doesn't say this in the text, obviously, but what they're praying for is that God would give them favor. For if she went before the king uninvited, it was very possible that she could have been killed. And she needed people to pray that God would give her favor for this wicked man. And so that third day, she walked walks into the court of the king, verse 2. And the Bible said, And it was so when the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court, watch it now, that she obtained favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. She should have been killed for coming before the king uninvited. She was not. She did not have an invitation to come. But she stepped before the king and the Bible said that she obtained favor in his eyes. That word favor is another word for grace. Amen. In other words, when he looked at her, that old hard, hard, wicked man, all of a sudden his heart became soft. He saw her and he had favor. Why? Somebody said, preacher, why in the world did this king have favor on Esther? I'll tell you one sentence. God is working behind the scenes. Preacher, I don't see how this is going to work out. I don't see how this is going to make any sense. Hey, God is working behind the scenes. Amen. I'll tell you, this woman, she did not have access. She did not have ability, but she went back faith amen she prayed and she went by faith before the king and he reached out that scepter to her and she found grace in his sight the only explanation for this is God is working behind the scenes you're going to get tired of hearing me say that but that's the theme of this book amen and so verse number verse number 3 the, uh, the Bible teaches us then the king said unto her what wilt thou queen Esther what is thy request it shall be given to thee in the half of the kingdom. It's amazing. Not only did he welcome her, he said, here's a blank check. 
In fact, this check is good up to half of this kingdom. Whatever you want. Preacher, how in the world? This is a wicked man. How in the world is he? I mean, he kicked his wife out for not coming before. And now he is welcoming Esther in. Why in the world? God is working behind the scenes. That ain't odd. That's just God. And I'm telling you, and by the way, there's a gospel picture here. We did have no privilege before the king. Oh, but we come before him and we obtain favor in his sight. And he reached out the golden scepter of Calvary. And amen, i got to leave that alone. But we came and we obtained favor. Now we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in Jesus Christ. we got a blank check spiritually. That's not name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. But that is a privilege we have to come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Verse 4, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this. And Esther answered and said, If it seemed good to the king, let, let the king and Haman come this day and do a banquet that I prepared for him. Now, this is interesting. Why didn't she just blurt out what she needed? Why didn't she? I mean, she's already, she's batting two for two. She's obtained favor in his sight. And he gave her a blank check. He said he would do anything for her. Oh, but watch this. She's seeking fellowship over favors. She said, let me spend some time with you before I ask you for anything. And how many times we go before God and I, 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 we should have prayer lists and we should ask God for things. But I tell you, before we ask for favors, we ought to have some fellowship. God is more interested in timing than he is timed, Adrian Rogers said. The time wasn't right. She's waiting on the Lord. Verse 5, then the king says, calls Haman to make haste that he may do as Esther hath said. So the king and Haman came to the banquet of Esther that, uh, that came to the banquet that Esther had prepared. I am convinced this king was a Baptist. Because every time we find him, he's eating. <laughs> Amen. Every time we find him, he's eating. So I'm not being critical. I'm for it. Amen. So, I love this. He told Haman, make haste. Get down to Esther's house. By the way, Esther the Jew. That Haman hates. How is this working? God is working behind the scenes. Verse 6. And the king said unto Esther at the banquet of wine, What is thy petition? And it shall be granted thee. And what is thy request? Even in the half of the kingdom, it shall be performed. He's telling you, what do you want? What do you want? Watch what verse number 7. Then answered Esther and said, My petition and request is, If I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it please the king to grant my petition and reform my request, let the king and Haman come to the banquet that I shall prepare for them. And I will do tomorrow as the king has said. She's showing wisdom. She's saying, um, if you enjoyed this meal tonight, would y'all come back over tomorrow night? And if you'll come back over tomorrow night, I'll tell you what I'm really needing. Oh, here's a note. And I've got this from my practical lesson at the end of the message, but I'm already giving it now. She said, I want to spend a little more time with you before I ask you for anything. Oh, wouldn't it be good in our prayer time before we ask God for anything? And we are allowed and we are encouraged to ask the Lord for things. But we just spent some time before him. Luke 11, 1, the disciples went to Jesus. They did not say, Lord, teach us how to pray. They said, teach us to pray. We don't need to know how to pray. We just need to know to pray. She's spending some time with him. Verse 9, then Haman 
went forth that day. Now that day is after the banquet. Watch old Haman. He's joyful with a glad heart. Well, here we go now. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, oh, Mordecai, that he stood not up. Maybe he's sitting over a whittling. How you doing, Haman? <laughs> Didn't stand up or anything. He, oh, Haman's happy, but look at him now. Nor move for him. In other words, that means he didn't even get out of his way. I like Mordecai. <laughs> he was full of indignation against Mordecai. I mean, he went from glad to sad in about three seconds. And nevertheless, Haman refrained himself. When he came home, he sent and called for his friends and Zeresh, his wife. You know, you ever thought about why didn't Haman just kill Mordecai and get it over with? I mean, over and over again, this guy is just, you know... In your face, I am not going to reverence you. Why didn't Haman kill him? Here's why. It was Persian law that anyone sitting in the king's gate was kept safe under the protection of the king. And if you harm someone under the protection of the king, it was as if you were harming the king. Oh, Mordecai ain't no dummy. Hey, man, y'all got to know where I'm going with this. Hey, man, and aren't you glad that the devil can't do nothing to us unless God lets him? He had to come get permission to even touch Job. Before he even touched Job's cow, he had to come ask God. The devil ain't making your air conditioning unit go out. Hey, man, it's old. Hey, man, made in China. The only thing made in China that ever lasted was COVID. That's exactly right, amen. Verse 11. Haman told them of the glory of his riches and the multitude of his children and all the things wherein the king had promoted him and how he advanced them of all the princes and kings of service. Haman comes home and his wife has some of their friends over at the house. And Haman said, let me tell you how good I've got it. I've got all these riches. I've got all this wealth. I've got all this prominence. I've got all this promotion. I've got all these things. But watch verse 12. And Haman said... Moreover, yea, Esther the queen did let no man come in with me with the king to the banquet that she prepared but myself. And tomorrow I invited unto her also with the king. He said, she only invited me and the king. Pride and arrogance. Oh, but look at verse 13. Yet all this availeth me nothing so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting in the king's gate. This man can't be happy for nothing. And that's what pride and arrogance and ego do to you. You have all these blessings, all these things going for you, and that one little thing tear your nerves up. I'm enjoying chapter 5, amen. Verse 14, And said Zeresh, his wife, and all of his friends unto him, Let a gallows be made fifty cubits high, and tomorrow speak thou unto the king, that Mordecai may be hanged thereon. Then thou go in, Then go thou in merrily unto the king, unto the banquet. And the thing pleased Haman, and he caused the gallows to be made. Here's how wicked Haman was. His wife said, and his friends said, I'll tell you what you do. He make those gallows 75 foot high. That's what 50 cubits is. 75 foot high. And I'll tell you what you do, Haman. Tomorrow, go before the king, and go ahead and have Mordecai hung. And then you can go to that banquet, and you can really enjoy yourself. Now we get to chapter 6. And watch the next three words. On that night. What night? The night that Haman's wife and friend said, build them gallows and tomorrow hang Mordecai on it. On that night, this is so interesting, the king could not sleep. 
I don't know if Sister Esther was not a good cook and whatever she cooked gave him indigestion. I'm not sure, but he couldn't sleep. And he commanded to bring the book of the records of the Chronicles. Don't feel bad if you fall asleep reading Chronicles. Apparently the king thought it would help him as well. <laughs> it's not the same Chronicles, but I thought that'd be funny, okay? The Chronicles was the record of the land, okay? So don't feel bad. And they read before the king, and they were read before the king. Verse 2. And it was found written that Mordecai, now ain't this interesting, that Mordecai had told a big nun, Teresh, the two king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, that who sought to lay hand on King Ahasuerus. Y'all remember that? Chapter 2? When them two guys plotted to assassinate the king, and Mordecai found out about it and told on their plot? This is five years before this verse. Five years, no recognition. Verse 3. And the king said, What honor and dignity hath been done to Mordecai for this? Then said the king's servants and ministered unto him, like some preachers I've preached for. We forgot to mail the check. No, there is nothing done for him. They said, We ain't done nothing for him. We, we, there wasn't nothing done for Mordecai. So, look at this, verse number four. And the king said, Who's in the court? Now Haman was coming to the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king to hang Mordecai on the gallows he prepared for him. You can't tell me the Bible's boring. Somebody that says the Bible's boring has never read it. I mean, here is the king in the words of Larry Munson, the voice of the Georgia Bulldogs, get the picture now. The king's in his bedroom, they're reading these chronicles, and he says, wait a minute. Was anything done for Mordecai for plotting that assassination attempt? They said, no, sir, it wasn't. He said, we didn't do something. Who's out there that I can ask their advice? And here comes Haman bebopping in with the plan to talk to the king about hanging Mordecai tomorrow. You know what's going on, don't you? God is working behind the scenes. Amen. So look at verse 5. I love this. And the king's servant said to him, Behold, Haman standing before the court. And the king said, Let him come in. So Haman came in, and the king said to him, What shall be done unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, To whom the king would delight to do honor more than to myself. He said, He must be talking about me. <laughs> you can't make this up. I love this book, don't you? It's a good book. All right. And here's what Haman said. He said, uh, verse 7, For Haman answered, Haman answered the king, For the man whom the king delighteth to honor, let the royal apparel be brought, which the king uses to wear. And the horse that the king rideth upon, and the crown royal which is set upon his head, and let his apparel and the horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princes, that they may array the man withal uh, whom uh, the king delighteth to honor, and bring him on horseback through the street of the city, and proclaim before him, Thus it shall be done to the man whom the king delighteth to honor. Haman is listing all the things that he wants done to him because he thinks the king is talking about him. Oh, look at verse 10. Then the king said unto Haman, Make haste. Take the apparel on the horses I said, and do even so to Mordecai the Jew. Can you see Haman's jaw go? <laughs> and uh, uh, that sitteth at the king's gate, let nothing fail of all thou hast spoken. He said, make sure you wrote everything down you said we was going to do, and do all that. Can you see Haman? Look at verse 11. Then took Haman the apparel and the horse and arrayed Mordecai and brought him the horse back through the street of the city and proclaimed before him. Can you hear him now? 
Thus shall it be done to the man that honor uh, unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor. <laughs> you can't make this up. Look at verse number. Uh, let's see here, verse twelve. And Mordecai came again to the king's gate. But Haman hastened to his house mourning and having his head covered. I'd say so. And probably his tail tucked between his legs. And Haman told Zeresh, his wife, and all of his friends, everything that had befallen him. Then said his wise men and Zeresh, his wife, unto him, If Mordecai be the seed of the Jews, before him thou hast begun to fall, thou shalt not prevail against him, but thou shalt surely fall before him. They went and said, kill him there, you're going to lose. <laughs> you ain't going to prevail. Verse 14, while they were yet talking, came the king's chamber and hasted to bring Haman to the banquet that Esther had prepared. Now, that's a pretty exciting two chapters of the Bible right there. So what do we learn from these two chapters? I hope this ain't bored you tonight. Well, here's the first thing we learn practically. We have access to the king. We've already talked about that. Aren't you glad that our king is not going to throw us out or threaten to kill us if we come before him? Oh, but he says, come boldly to the throne of grace. We may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Secondly, I've already mentioned this, fellowship before favors. She spent time with the king before she asked him for anything. Number three, show me your friends and I'll show you yourself. Because Haman... His wife and his friends had the same hatred and indignation in their heart towards the Jews that he had. Who you hang around, who you'll eventually be. And you'll have influence on them. I wrote this down too. Sometimes it takes time. Mordecai did what was right in Esther chapter 3 by thwarting the assassination attempt. But it took five years to receive the appreciation. Number five, I wrote this down. Pride is presumptuous. Because Haman thought that he was going to get all that stuff. He assumed it was all about him. And lastly, it pays to do what's right. Five years before, Mordecai spared the life of a wicked king. A man who did not deserve to live. A man who probably should have been killed. But you know what Haman, what Mordecai knew? What these two men are planning to do is not right. Two wrongs don't make a right. That's why we don't, that's why we don't um, uh, put our approval on those people. We're against abortion, but we don't believe in blowing up abortion clinics. Amen? We're not Eric Rudolphs around here. Two, two wrongs don't make a right. It's just as wrong to kill the doctors and nurses as it is the unborn child. So, so two wrongs don't make a right. So sometimes even doing right may not even look like it's profiting you, but doing right is not about profiting you. Doing right is a principle. And all the while, just remember, God is working behind the scenes. I don't know about you, but these two chapters, they, they, they do some things for me. Number one, they make my Bible come alive. If you're not reading your Bible every day, I encourage you. You need to be doing that. Spend some time reading the Word of God. I understand every passage is not as lively as what's going on in this story. Boom, 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 boom. That's why I'm preaching through this book in this manner, because it's such a way. I tell you, there's meat in there for your soul, and there's principles and truths to guide your life by. I'm glad God's working behind the scenes, aren't you? Amen. May God bless His precious Word. Thank you for your attention tonight. Amen. Man, that's good. That's, and, and I tell you, I thank God for that Word. Amen.
ain't good preaching because I pray. This is good because it's Bible. And, uh, amen. Let me mention a few prayer requests to you. We'll have an altar prayer before we let you go tonight. Uh, of course, remember.